and welcome to this new episode of So Tell Me, a podcast where I talk to people about their education experiences, get opinions on higher education, and talk to people about what information they think the world should know more about. I'm your host, Kim Wardle. Let's get into the episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I have a new guest this week. Let's get into it. So tell me, who are you and how do we know each other? Hi Kim, I'm Reen. <laughs> um, I am an Emirati from the United Arab Emirates um, mm-hmm. and I've known you for around four years since our university uh, yeah. started and we've been in the same, uh, not the same degree, but uh, same department for mm. the past few years. Yeah, because uh, tell everyone what your degree was and then how you decided that that was what you wanted to do. Well, I studied biotechnology mm-hmm. and I decided to go for it because mainly I was very interested in science and biology from high school and I wanted to pursue, mm-hmm. um, pursue it further. And when I looked into the possible degrees related to health sciences, I came across biotech since mm-hmm. uh, my foundation year. And I looked into it and decided to apply for it, along with other applications for biomedical engineering. So similar kinds of uh, topics. Right. So what was your foundation year like? So you're in high school. Where's your head at at that point? Initially, I um, didn't want to go to the UK. I wanted to go Mm -hmm. to the US. Uh, But both of of them were my abroad options. So right. Uh, I applied to the US multiple times, either didn't get accepted to good universities or um, the universities that I applied for, uh, my mom didn't uh, approve of because it's it's around like a minimum of a 16 hour flight from here. So she didn't want me to move that far away for an okay university. Right, right. Uh, Which is fair enough, to be honest. Now, Mm. back at it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. And then... It takes time for the applications to process and everything. So I, uh, my backup plan was applying to a university at home. Mm-hmm. It's in a, it's in a Emirates called Sharjah, and um, I stayed there um, and continued applying abroad until I hit the jackpot in July 20, 2015, mm. uh, which is when I um, ended up applying to the UK and. Um, um, I had to start with my foundation year because my IB grades weren't as per their requirements, which are mm-hmm. crazy as requirements. Really? Yeah, like they were expecting. So do you know how IB works? Only vaguely. It would be definitely worth a summary. So it's like a 45-point system of your mm-hmm. diploma program. And it's, I think, around nine subjects. You have like higher level and lower level subjects. Um, right. And for biotech, they wanted like three science higher levels, which is really, really difficult. And mm. fives and above, which was also very, very difficult. And I clearly didn't have that. And um, I applied super late as well. So these factors played a part into a right. foundation. And I didn't mind it because I was like, I'm moving to a new country. I might as well just learn how things work there. Mm. Then when I move into my first year, I get to actually dig into um, the university life fully. Right, right. You don't have to worry about where you're living or what, knowing the area or whatever. Yeah, and it was it was definitely a plus. Like I got to know so many people and um, the area. It was a year into Guildford, so... Mm. It was honestly, like, I'm so glad I, I had that foundation year. I'm so glad to say that I've been there for four years rather than three. Yeah, true. So what did your foundation year, like, what did you do? So it's like a super basic, like a pre-degree degree. Mm-hmm. It gives you an overview of the science topics. It's exactly what you would picture a course between school and university super foundational you know it builds the basics of 
what you would need to go into something like a science degree or a math degree. Mm-hmm. Like that's what they called it, a science, math, ma- mathematics and engineering degree. Oh, so it was super broad. Yeah. Uh, but because like you select, uh, you have like a checklist of topics within the within this category that um, right. you select so that um, whichever way you're leaning towards, they cater some of the subjects to you. And then some are optional as well. Like my best friend who was with me, mm-hmm. she she was doing chemical engineering and she applied for that. Mm-hmm. So her her subjects were similar in terms of the math so- topics, but she had to do another advanced math course and some more uh, chemistry courses. Right. I had to do the like more bio courses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did that compare to your first year of uni? The foundation group the academia or like the experience academia probably just in terms of you say it was very um like tailored I felt like first year of undergrad was very broad but then you could kind of tailor it so I wondered how similar you found it well in first year the the topics were broad in terms of just jumping into the into like biotech or whatever Mm -hmm. degree but there were there were like specific around certain topics you know like it's like pharmacology or microbes and Mm -hmm. specific direction and then you can like you can play around with it as the year progresses and uh, um, as you move forward uh, with the like your university journey like there were certain um, courses that or modules that you um, choose that are prerequisites for modules in the like in second year yeah so there was a certain directionality to it, but mm-hmm. it was it kind of like uh, opened up um, all the topics to anyone coming into first year. And anyways, the grades didn't count, so people had that sort of like. <laughs> <laughs> but it was um, it was even broader because I was taking like biology as a module. Right, right. You know, um, or. Yeah math so applied mathematics was like more of the practical math mm-hmm. more geometry style and then okay. there was the there was another math that was more like calculus related mm-hmm. and then non-academia wise uh, foundation really built a good like familiarity with with everything like how it works in the UK and then to even like get to know people at that level um mm. at the foundation your group were more mostly like foreigners and there were a lot of arabs so it was nice to establish that friendship with uh, that with those groups right. um, when i moved into first year a lot of these groups were like in engineering and business so uh, none of them were with me um mm-hmm. in the first year maybe just a few of the girls were um moving towards science topics but our relationship kind of like faded right when you met more people that were better friends I guess (laughs) yeah and the degree wasn't very like friendship building you know Um, I'd agree with that it was so big there were so many people in our general lectures yeah and it kind of like I kind of felt like it became competitive even though Mm. it's not the case or people would be like pretentious about the topic. Yes. Go. It's like, dude, just relax. One hundred percent, people were very pretentious. It's like you don't know the cell. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what a mitochondria is. <laughs> like, dude, I don't care. I don't care whether you think I know or not. Okay. This you is like a dirty <laughs> swab up your nose. <laughs> I'm in uni to learn, not to come with knowledge that I do already know. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And obviously one of the, it must have been we officially met when we were opposite each other in the lab. I think so. Was that the official time? I feel like we wouldn't have bumped into each other in lectures because the lecture halls were so massive. Yeah, I think it was the lab, like we were right opposite each other and then uh, it was probably the situation where we were laughing at something, like we were laughing at something on one end, Yeah. and I was laughing on another end on a different topic, and then I wanted to see if you were laughing at the same topic that I was laughing at. Yeah, right. 
I, I mean, me and Chi Chi would definitely have leaned over and been like, okay, tell us what you're laughing about. Have you heard about this ridiculous <laughs> thing? Or we would have pointed out something ridiculous happening in, happening in the lab. Like, we love we loved people messing up in the lab. It was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so, I mean, I, Chi Chi told the, um, the swab story and... There was a bunch of others. Alice told a story about someone spilling feces on their lab book. So we oh god. <laughs> so we really, we really got into it. But I wonder, do you have any um, stories that you would like to contribute from our lab time? I don't know if there's any more iconic ones. I can't think of one, honestly. Mm. I think my favorite lab moments is when they moved us to like the new building, where yeah, a lot prettier. <laughs> 100% and we were right by the windows so we could show off in our lab coats yeah and even like we would go for coffee right after Gigi mm-hmm. would have her soji cup <laughs> yeah yeah she still got it <laughs> <laughs> my sister um, the other day was like did you hear about this brand they have these super cool cups I'm like old news <laughs> <laughs> hey sis nobody cares about that anymore <laughs> I've seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the the main benefits of doing a foundation year? Would you do it again? Again, as in if I go back in time, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah not not you have to do another degree and another foundation year. <laughs> yeah, because I would, it would be a different answer. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely mm. even recommend it to people. Mm, um, okay. Especially coming from abroad, it really puts a lot of like, context into your journey Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and what about your degree would you follow the same degree path yeah it's very likely um I love what I did and um to this day I consider myself a scientist even though I'm technically a consultant in the science I (laughs) I was gonna say consulting is like a higher paid scientist right (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I do want to like continue my uh education i do want to get my master's and maybe even a phd Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and would that be in biotechnology too or would you go to another subject area uh something along the lines of biotech like working really did give me a lot of perspective onto which parts of healthcare i would like to contribute to Mm-hmm. Like I would eventually want to become a professor. Okay. With that kind of background. How did doing biotechnology help you into the job that you're doing today? Obviously, you've been graduated a year or more, more, nearly more now. Yeah. How did it help you get to where you are now? It was definitely a plus in my application because mm-hmm. uh, we're looking for science, tech, or engineering degrees for um, mm-hmm. for this position. And it did give me a lot of, like, knowing knowing how science and healthcare works mm. helped me in my job because I work in digital health. So um, I understand a lot of the concepts that they talk about. Um, and it's easy for me to understand if I look into something further. Right. I worked right. on a lot of, like, COVID-related projects, and um, I wouldn't have been able to execute the same way if I didn't have this background. Mm, like a deeper knowledge yeah so what about any negatives of doing that extra year I mean I know you didn't do a placement is that was that one of the contributing reasons why you didn't uh no I was a sponsored student so uh, okay it wasn't within like the contract a placement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but negatives of the foundation year would probably just be time because I went to uni for a year before I went to foundation so right. when I went to first year, I'm I'm a 96, uh, 1996 born. So everyone in first year was like 98 or 97. Mm. Um, and they, they did kind of seem like kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on a minute. I was born in 97, okay? Yeah, so but... Uh, I, I will th- fight you. I think you would agree that you're one of the mature non- <laughs> No swab sticking. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna go the other way and say I was excessively hyperactive, but yeah, but you were pr- you were like a lot more mature than a lot of the folks there. I accept that. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely think of a few individuals that 
shouldn't have been at university. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Um, I think it's more of a personal negative because I got super attached to the group that I met in foundation. And when okay. we kind of like went our separate ways, uh, it sucked. Mm. Because um, I was, because I got comfortable with that group, I um, I didn't seek out a lot of friendships during my first year. Right, right. I would usually go back to that group. And we did stay close like, till the end, but uh, not as close as when we were like, in the same classes. Mm. Yeah, that's tricky because it doesn't really force you to meet new people. Yeah. Did you live on campus ever? I know you lived off campus quite for quite a while. Yeah, we were with Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was with my roommate. Um, she, I met her in that university year that I was in before foundation, and mm-hmm. uh, we, she's like this crazy personality, <laughs> and uh, we became super close. And um, I was telling her about me wanting to go abroad, and uh, she's like, "Oh my god, okay, me too." <laughs> and I was like, "I'm considering UK." She's like, "Oh my god, me too," <laughs> and we fly together. <laughs> That's awesome. That's kind of nice that, you know, you're not the only one doing it. Yeah, I would definitely tell people to go and like live with someone. Okay. Even if your roommate sucks, it gives you like, it, it's a lot of fun to learn how to live with someone mm-hmm. else. So yeah, so for the four, four years I was living with her, uh, we moved between uh, two flats. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it was not fun moving mm-hmm. because the flats and um, aren't weren't that great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't live in halls, but, though, because I would say that's a good way to make friends. But if you weren't living in halls, then you wouldn't have met as many people either. Yeah, I think it was mainly because um, I'm very, I'm very, very private mm-hmm. and I like my space. And uh, since I had that choice, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, let me take it. <laughs> yeah, um, let me not live I with really loads of children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Yeah. <laughs> So that was definitely my uh, go-to. And I really like my kitchen. So I take care of it and everything. Okay. So <laughs> I won't fight you on that. Like, yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, I, I could definitely say that the kitchens were very lackluster on campus. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you end up doing for your uh, final year dissertation? I did my paper on the association between sleep structure and cognitive performance when sleep is disturbed with traffic noise Uh, i'm assuming that was data analysis related yeah it was i i really liked it um to this day i um, look into like sleep and um, how it affects like overall cognition and Mm -hmm. uh, i pay close attention to like my sleep surroundings and others it was a very fun journey to like go into data analysis and sleep since I've like throughout the whole degree I didn't do anything related to sleep Mm. or neuroscience so it was a cool experiment for me (laughs) (laughs) nice well I'm glad it was successful question mark yeah it was pretty successful I'd say I mean you got your degree so (laughs) it must it must have been fine (laughs) Yeah, and I, I actually had a lot of fun with it. I had a lot of fun analyzing data. I really like research, mm-hmm. so that fed into it a lot. And just learning about how, like, just from a, like, um, how to do the paper kind mm. of thing and how to analyze the data, that in itself was super interesting. The, um, what do you call them, the supervisors, mm-hmm. yeah, um, were very, very, very nice and very helpful throughout the whole time. And yeah, like my only sucky experience with my research project was killing myself to present uh, present the project mm-hmm. and uh, having someone basically judge my project based off of like I would say like discrimination really rather than yeah, it wasn't very like constructive and um, like what what seemed like a super great presentation mm-hmm. and all the answers um her questions uh, done right um wasn't reflected in the feedback mm. the feedback that was written and submitted later right. not even the feedback that was uh, during the presentation 
while people who had the same topic mm-hmm. um, who were in the same group and clearly admitted that I performed really well mm-hmm. got a much much higher grade but yeah I even like I was like you know what screw this I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I, I recently read a book about at that time mm-hmm. about like the growth mindset yeah yeah and <laughs> I was like you know what let me let me uh, practice the growth mindset and I wrote her an email and I was like uh, would you be willing to spend a few minutes to discuss the feedback mm-hmm. because I I, I want to understand where I can do better and she said yeah mm-hmm. she was 10 minutes late to the time that was set. not a good sign <laughs> yeah no not 15 she was 30 minutes late actually what? that's um, a very yeah. not a good sign and uh she gave me i think a i think it was a second upper mm-hmm. uh for it um i don't mind the grade so um i don't mind like saying it mm-hmm. um which i really 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 didn't deserve because that other guy got like 80 something percent right um if not more i know that i did well and not because i'm like narcissistic because <laughs> you're boasting <laughs> about it yeah no you you can tell if your presentation was good or not yeah and i practiced so much and took so much feedback mm-hmm. to the last minute like if it's anything throughout my degree that I know I deserve a higher grade and it would be that. Mm. The other sure. <laughs> I deserved it. <laughs> I was slapping. Yeah, right. Yeah, like you could tell when you're not not doing enough. That's frustrating. Uh fun story. And when I told my supervisors, they were like, Who was it? <laughs> and I said the name and they looked at each other and they're like, Oh, don't worry about it. We bet you did really well. It's just oh, sometimes no. that that is like that's discrimination at the highest order. That's that's like they're normalizing that. Yeah. Well, I don't think they could do anything about mm. it. Yeah, but that's the issue like, in and of itself, isn't it? <laughs> Nobody's gonna speak up about it. I and the annoying thing about it is that that grade that I would have deserved um, could have like bumped up my entire degree grade because mm. I was like a point two five <gasps> away from and uh, a second upper really that sucks and i was like Damn it. hey you know what growth mindset we're moving up and on you got a job <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what matters and i did learn so much regardless of what right. the grade was um i don't feel like i am any less of a student i bet a lot of other people did work super hard for where they um, ended up mm. and that they were deserving of their grades and all but the point of all of this is so i learned that objective was met yeah. and i'm happy about it and it's still my, my education you know and, con- and continue with yeah, it yeah totally it's good that it didn't like because i feel like it could go one of two ways it could totally put you off education or it could really motivate you to keep going yeah because I definitely finished university university and was like, wow, don't want to do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, like it's going to take me some time to really, well, especially because I was finishing my degree during the pandemic and the online learning and they were super uncommunicative about all the, like how we were taking our exams and stuff. It really stressed me out. So I was like, yeah, I need, I need to take a year to like get my head back on straight because it was horrible. So, yeah, damn. How was how was that? Yeah, it was, it was honestly one of the weirdest situations because I was living on campus after I came back from placement. So my literal room, the size of a prison cell, was the only place I could go. I couldn't go to the library. I couldn't leave the house. It was really, really, really damn. stressful. Um, fortunately, all my housemates were awesome, really nice people. So... So at least I was like surrounded by people that I really got on with. But yeah, it was like, yeah, like I say, I'm taking a year off to, you know, really think about what I want to do next because I'd love to go on and do more degrees and more study and all that kind of stuff. But I need to I need to know what the state of the the country is going to be like before I start making those decisions because I can't. Yeah, yeah, I think the online learning is fine. It's just the online exam taking is horrible yeah yeah so I'd be happy to do an online course it's just I'd really rather not take exams online I'd rather it be either all coursework or how many exams did you have 
Um, I had all the usual exams. I had four. I was meant to have four exams. I think I ended up with three. But last minute, they changed a coursework that was meant to be 30% to 100%. What? So, um, and then they were super, super, like, um, uninformative about the requirements of the um, the assessments. And when I got the coursework back, I got graded down on the colour scheme and, like, absolute bullshit like that. And I was like, you know what? Don't, I can't even... <laughs> I can't even <laughs> find the energy to fight this. So and this is the kind of thing that sucks. It's like, oh yeah, you're marked down a grade because you, the socks that you were wearing yeah, right. were important. I had to like, I had to record my dissertation presentation, and I got marked down for um for like something to do with like eye contact or engagement. And I was like, how do I engage over a literal recording? <laughs> I was so... <laughs> look at your camera and be like, yeah. so what do you think? Yeah, they let me look into your eyes oh. and not respond. Pause for suspense. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it was that kind of stuff, which I know it was, like, system problems, you know, like, systemic university issues that they just couldn't get around. You know, I, I had to do a presentation. I just couldn't do it in person. So that was their, you know, their thing that they did instead. I had to do coursework instead of an exam, so on, so on. But... It was just the way they handled it at such short notice was really, really stressful. So, yeah, probably don't want to do any more education until we all know what's going on a bit better in terms of um, like schooling and stuff. But, but yeah. Yeah, fair enough. And congrats on graduating, oh, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was a, it was a whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and I stayed on campus all through the summer, too, so... I prolonged my university oh, wow. experience until September. Were all of your roommates uh, there as well? Um, just two of them. Just two of them were there. Okay. So that was that was nice too, because again, I got on with them well. So. Damn, I miss you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, come back anytime. We're waiting for you. Yeah, and around this time, it's like the weather is perfect. Yes. So I'm like, but I don't think Winter Wonderland's open, right? No, no, Winter Wonderland won't be open this year. I don't think. All right, yeah. I'm not sure. I was just reminiscing over, like, <laughs> yeah. time last year. Yeah, what what do you miss from the UK? Like, what, what do you um, miss the most about being here and being at uni and all that? Well, because I wasn't living at home, I um, I was, a, 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 like, very independent. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned, like, the, the bits and bobs of UK, including some uh, some British words that I have not yet perfected. <laughs> and I don't think ever will. <laughs> what words are these? Uh, like on your bike. On your bike. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There were there was like a phase in Snapchat where they had like super British sayings, mm-hmm. uh, and I was trying to like I was trying to make it work, and my friends were like, "No, stop." <laughs> <laughs> hey, that is not that is not supportive. We we need to encourage more <laughs> British slang. <laughs> They're like, you're an Arab with an American accent. <laughs> yeah. Don't try to make it work. <laughs> yeah, you're like confusing everybody with this mixture of things. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yeah, um, I miss a lot of things about the UK, to be honest. Um, I miss the the grocery shopping that I used to do. Like here we buy in like family size, you know? right Um, right like bulk yeah and i don't do the cooking i don't do the cleaning here which is definitely a plus not gonna complain about any of it (laughs) (laughs) i don't know you cook some pretty cool stuff no on your you used to film it on your snapchat yeah it was cool to experiment with that too Mm. Uh, i love cooking for people so i had a chance to like be creative with it Mm -hmm. and uh, mizun my roommate was my guinea pig (laughs) every morning i'd be like wake up I made an experiment. (laughs) (laughs) Try this immediately and I hope you're not poisoned. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It was a very, like, cool experience to to live alone and Mm -hmm. to be to be like that fully independent you know yeah because it's not as if your parents could just pop over and hang out like they had would have had to plan and fly and yeah, yeah, and it makes the, like it filters out the people and the things that you want to do in life um, a lot. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the people who mattered the most um, are the people who put in effort, even when I was abroad. Right, uh, right. 
are the people who, when they came to visit the UK, they would reach out, and uh, it meant a lot to see like these people shine through, mm-hmm. and uh, even in terms of like values and who I am as a person, I'm like super extroverted, but when I when I came to the UK, I became super introverted. Okay. <laughs> Not super introverted, actually. Space and time. Yeah, I used to spend a lot of time at home, but I like my space. I had my right. PlayStation, had my books, I had my food. I was very comfortable. <laughs> we like that. And what about being back at home and being back in your home country? Like, what are you happy? Are you like what are the best aspects of being back at home? Uh, I drive here. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. And it's on the quote unquote right side of the road. <laughs> AKA not the left. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do have, like, I am very grateful for my family. They really, like, respect my privacy and my space. Nice. And I spend a lot of time in my room where I have my PlayStation as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm currently working in my room as well. Oh, yeah, right. Like, it, it was a big change, but nothing that, um, like, I don't regret moving back. Mm. I don't regret moving to the UK. I am very uh, content with my decisions. Nice. That's always a good sign. <laughs> yeah, because you can't say happy, you know. You, you mm. happiness is like a state of mind at a certain time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Being content is like a sustainable feeling. So they say. <laughs> so they say. <laughs> Let's check in with me tomorrow. Maybe I won't be this way. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's like, hey, Reem, um, what are you up to today? I'm hating life. I'm not going to work. I don't want to do... I want to be back in the UK. No, you don't even want to be back in the UK. You want to be somewhere completely different. <laughs> oh, you did a lot of travelling while you were in the UK too, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> because it's close to everything as opposed to... Right, back right. Home. Where it's like a minimum of four hours. <laughs> um, I went to I went to Spain. I went to Turkey. I went to Amsterdam. Nice. I went to. Did you do any like Wales or Scotland or Ireland or anything like that? I did do Iceland in my final year. I did I Iceland did too. I think it was around the same time, like July twenty nineteen. That's when I went. Oh, I went in January of this year. Oh, okay. But it might have uh, been the same. Was it a uni trip or was it your own trip? No, no, it was my own trip. My family came for my graduation and um, we were like, okay, let's make the most out of it. Oh, cute. And with my uh, soon-to-be one-year-old nephew at that time, we oh. went to Iceland. Uh, <laughs> it was like a five-day trip. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. That's really, really nice. Yeah, I got stuck in Iceland. There was that storm that blew over in January and I got grounded. My flight got grounded for the weekend. Oof. It was So how long were you there for? Uh I was there for ooh, must have been a week, maybe a little bit longer than a week. I can't remember how many days I was meant to be there for. <laughs> I was either <laughs> meant to be there for five or seven days, which means I was then there for an extra two days. Okay. But yeah, it was cool because they put me in a hotel for the weekend, which was stressful oh, no. because they didn't tell me when my bus was coming to take me back to the airport. And I got a phone call from my room saying, yeah, your bus is leaving right now. And I was like, what? Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> the most anxiety inducing experience of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, but I hope you liked Iceland. <laughs> oh, Iceland was beautiful. It was so cool. Yeah, I got to see the yeah, Northern Lights. Lights as well. mm-hmm. Were you in uh, Reykjavik? I was in Reykjavik, yeah. Oh, nice. I stayed in yeah, I was actually based there as well. Um, we just, like, took a... We had rented a car, and... Um, oh, nice. Uh, we went to a few spots, but we didn't stay. It was, like, day trips. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, definitely worth the trip. Yeah. Crappy plane ride, but definitely worth Yeah, trip. it's, like, too long to be comfortable, but too short to, like, get settled. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fun time. Yeah. Here we are complaining about air travel when nobody is doing any air travel at the moment. Well, I did do some. Um, I came back on the 27th of September. 
Okay. Kind of for twelve days. A COVID flight experience. That's right. definitely something to remember. Mask and all. <laughs> Mask and all. Yes. Wow. And COVID tested before and after. Which we talked about getting your brain swabbed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> no, we didn't scare people off COVID testing it. <laughs> we told me already. It no, wasn't no, that bad. really not that bad. <laughs> Just a few seconds of a swab up your nose and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Not one covered <laughs> in fluids and from a wound. Ugh, <laughs> uh, that's like that's that's a negative from. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that lab was a disaster. If anyone hasn't listened to the episode I did with Chi Chi, then go and listen to that one if you want to hear the most disgusting story <laughs> you've ever heard. And this is at a university, an accredited university. Yeah. Oof. Big <laughs> oof. <laughs> Big oof. <laughs> would you have gone, um, you did your foundation year at Surrey, right? So yeah. would you have gone somewhere else if you could have? Or did you want to stay at Surrey and, and do all that? stuff in one place i didn't really think about it too much but i have um i have like cousins and friends who did their foundation year uh somewhere else in the uk and then ended up in surrey and people uh, that did the other way around Mm -hmm. um and they enjoyed it because they could explore like two cities Mm -hmm. i don't think i would have done anything different but because it gave me that familiarity that I was talking about. Right, right. But if you did it, it's cool. And if you didn't, it's cool. And it if you didn't even do your foundation yeah. year, it's cool, you know? <laughs> I yeah, don't think it's as deep as people make it out to be. <laughs> like, do you think it gave you an edge or it just helped you in the position that you were in to get into university? It just helped with uni. It just helped me getting into, like, first year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more of an experience rather than, like, pure learning just because i i knew i was familiar with that information but anyone else who wasn't um would find it useful Mm -hmm. yeah because it's we people never really talk about foundation years as being an option like you i don't think i knew anyone else besides you that had done a foundation year uh there was a person in our in our uh, labs right here oh okay okay yeah but then um, think about it, there were 400 people in our cohort. <laughs> Two out of 400 isn't, you know, the odds aren't super strong on foundation years. Definitely in our, uh, like in our subjects, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, for engineering, there was quite a few. Mm-hmm. And because people don't talk about them because others make them sound stupid. What? Because they didn't directly get into the degree. Mm, but then have you like you say have you seen the entry requirements they're ridiculous they don't mean anything they're just like you must get all of these grades and i'm like yeah but what if i got one grade below no no you must get all of these grades and yeah. definitely a plus about the uk is that they have the option of a conditional acceptance right where the us don't it's a yes or no kind of thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that gave me some flexibility for sure Mm-hmm. And about the requirements, like it's different for IB or A levels or O levels, and it's different if you don't do any of these, and uh, yeah, and anyway, I applied late, and whatever the reason may be, like it shouldn't be, a person shouldn't be like stupefied for it. No, you know? definitely not. I mean, you're not, uh, you're not someone I would consider a stupid person, to be honest. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I know a high compliment. <laughs> I really laid it on thick with that one. I'll take it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and how's your beautiful cat? You got a cat while you were here. Yes, I brought her home with me, Calliope. Oh, Calliope, um, so cute and she's fluffy. four in December. No way. Yeah. Still as pretentious as ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and does not give me even a quarter. Or an inch of attention that I give her and the love that I give her. That's just the There's way it goes. <laughs> There's this meme that's like, um, it's a picture of a cat and it's like, what if I'm the pet and they're yeah. the owner? <laughs> true, true. But how does she find going living? Because she lived at home, your like home home, 
while you're in final year, right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think he like adjusted well to the separation because I think I kind of think she thought I abandoned her. Oh, she left her behind. Yeah, I felt really guilty about that. Mm. Um, but honestly, it was like way too expensive of a flight ticket to bring her, mm-hmm. and it's just too complicated, you know. And yeah. like when you're studying and going into second year, it was it was like a headache to try to manage myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then like uh, over the years, like even when I came back, she started. Uh, slowly started to like um, adjust to me being here <laughs> and not having abandoned her and um, she loves my nephew for some reason he keeps pulling her tail and sitting on her but she loves him she's like yeah she's like lay it on me <laughs> yeah like she would straight away go to where he's sitting and sit Aww. next to his toys and yeah, I have no idea why she's like this. And uh, like she was at the vet, and the vet was like, "Yeah, she's going through some uh, constipation." Uh, I was like, "What? What is it caused by?" I like monitor her food, mm-hmm. and I even used to like measure it out. <laughs> you were like that, that caring parent. <laughs> I was like, "What is she stressed about?" <laughs> I treat her like a queen. Yeah, she has everything she could possibly want. And I get her, like, all the toys, and she ends up, like, playing with tape. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> or Velcro. It's or like the cable of your PlayStation. <laughs> you upside down of a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I, I don't know yeah. anyone that got a pet while they were at university. Because all the places I stayed was no pets. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, I see. I see now. <laughs> But we did like a super deep cleaning and none of their furniture was right, there right. anyway. So, and my landlord was an ass. So, you know what? That's, Screw your wishes. That's <laughs> landlords for you. That's living in Guildford for you too. Yeah, to be honest, like the landlords were so shit. How did you, um, how did you find your house before coming to Guildford? Like what? What do, where did you look? How did you go about finding somewhere to live? Going to Guildford, I was super unprepared. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I, to this day, I don't understand how I was this unprepared. <laughs> I'm a control freak. Right. And you just got on a flight and arrived. Then you're like, oh, need somewhere to live. Because I knew, like, the scholarship was giving us, um, I think, up to two weeks in a hotel. Oh. And I was like, oh, you know, that's enough time for me to explore and whatever. Is it? <laughs> and if not, I'll just get, like, whatever. I'll, I'll, like, I'll figure it out. And right. uh, Mizun, um was there before me. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I, I even came, like, a month late. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how the hell I was this chill about it, but <laughs> that was the case. Um, and, yeah, so she did a lot of the research. And, right. uh, so you just coasted in. You were just like, "All right, I'll turn up whenever." Yeah, funny story. So when I when I moved there with her, mm. I was like, "Okay, cool." She's like, "Yeah, I mean, look, I found a two bedroom." And I was like, "Why a two bedroom?" She's like, "One room for you and one room for me." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, we're living together." <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I didn't have the guts to say anything else. And I was like, okay, great, thank you. <laughs> oh, my God, now it's all being revealed. <laughs> yeah, she knows, you know, like, those are a million times. <laughs> <laughs> a million times, why am I living with you? <laughs> and, like, we didn't even get close in the first year. We just, like, started, we were tiptoeing around each other. Yeah, right. And then, yeah, and then it sparked. So you really just turned up? Yep. Wow, that's what I did. that's what I did for the states when I went in for my placement. I just was like, okay, I'm here now. <laughs> oh dear. Hey, sometimes it's the best way. You learn pretty quick. You grow up pretty quick when you're doing that too. Yeah, and it makes a good story. <laughs> true, true. Like I would tell everyone who would move abroad to 
be prepared. Okay, I was going to But for me, I'm a very like, adaptable person. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would like figure my way around the place, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so, the worst I could have. Kind of thing. So what's your, what's your advice for someone who's thinking about doing a foundation year, first of all? Go for it. If you're considering it, go for it. And if it's, uh, if you have the choice of going to first year, especially if you are from the UK or are familiar with it, mm-hmm. then go ahead. And then you can decide whether you want to stay more in the UK or not. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the choice, but you want to go to that university and the only option is a foundation year, then go for it as well. Because if you go for your foundation year, you can still move to somewhere else. It's a really good learning experience. And ad- advice as a international student? It will most probably be an option for you, but go for it. Um, if it's not, same mm-hmm. um, same piece of advice but if it is like they wouldn't give you a foundation year if you didn't need to okay Uh, whether it's requirements or whatever the reason you would but if you do need to then it's really good for you to learn um about the place that you're gonna be in if you want to stay in it or not even about your major Mm. just a lot of people started off with a science uh, foundation and then ended up going to engineering or math or even business Mm -hmm. just do your research beforehand and familiarize yourself with like the topics that you want to go for because i initially applied um, to surrey for biomedical engineering Mm. and when i started my foundation they told me that this is something i should have mentioned like 40 minutes ago but yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry for the ones listening this far sorry to those people uh, but yeah, I when I started, they gave me my topics and they were like, physics. I was like, why? Ew, no, 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 thank you. And they're like, well, if you're doing this degree, then you're going to be learning about how to make the devices for, mm. uh, like, you'll be like actually engineering devices. Yeah, like prostheses and things. Whichever it is, like, it could be like medical equipment. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I have a few friends who went forward with us, but I was like, no, I want to go in more into the science aspect, the pathologies and the mm-hmm. and the pharma. And they told me to look into all of the degrees that you would get into after the science foundation. Mm-hmm. And I had, I remember, like I had these like four or five tabs open, and I was reading the description, and I was like. You know what? Biotech is the most one. It's the most suitable to what I want to do. It gives me the flexibility and broadness of of just going into like a biological science, mm-hmm. but also the specificity of um, not having to like be constrained to. It's not. It's not actually the specificity. It's more not being um, held to. A specific topic right. like I didn't have to go through like all the biochemistries there wasn't like a biotech specific module right right and maybe um, there were like some compulsory modules about microbes mm-hmm. but it was because it was very heavily like related to biotechnologists who altered the genetics of um, like living organisms so that they would serve the whatever purpose it was whether it was like for food or for sewage, um, wastewater, mm-hmm. uh, which is the prettier name. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's when I realized I didn't want to continue with like wastewater related items. Right. I want to look more into the pathology and health sciences. Mm-hmm. And you were closely related to the best degree of all, microbiology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why don't you talk about it a bit more, huh? <laughs> I honestly don't understand how anyone can't love micro. I it just baffles me. <laughs> um, yeah, prepared to be baffled. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thanks for that. <laughs> so, and what about general advice for someone coming from outside the UK to do a degree in the UK? What's your like 
like foundation year or undergraduate degree what would your advice be for those people if you have the means make yourself as comfortable as possible because you're going to be outside of your comfort zone completely mm-hmm. unless you weren't obviously but that's what i noticed mostly with my uh, other international friends mm-hmm. travel when you can especially if you don't live close by um abuse the distance and the time and uh have fun with it. It's not as uh, serious as um, it's made out to be, but it's not as big of a joke as others make it out to be. Toe that fine line. Yeah, exactly. Just find your rhythm and um, stick to it. Good advice. And then things will come on their own, and then you can, you know, readjust when you need to. Yeah. Be be flexible. Yeah. Definitely. That's some great advice. I might have to use that in the future. <laughs> All yours. <laughs> I'll cut it out and quote it myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, thank you so much for talking to me. I know you've got such a busy schedule now being a working woman. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. It was actually very, very fun. And uh, looking forward to listening to your other podcasts as well. I want to listen to the Chichi one. <laughs> yeah please please do listen to that and actually there's also a bonus clip of chi chi promoting my podcast on my website um which wow. is really funny because it's it's the she's the she's the best and also the worst um <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to listen to me getting embarrassed and her really going for it then uh, there's also that <laughs> So for you, Reen, and for everybody else listening, because I don't know if people know that that's there, but it's on my website. So <laughs> that's it for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Reen was a fantastic guest today, and I'm really excited that we got to chat after almost a year. Thank you so much to her. And if you're interested in any of the other episodes we mentioned, then you can check out my website or Spotify, iTunes, etc., where it has all those episodes listed. If not, go to my website, pleaseholdfor.squarespace.com. Finally, don't forget to sign up to my newsletter. It comes out at the end of the month, and I've created a special banner for it, so you can look forward to a spooky banner to go with the newsletter, and you can sign up on the homepage of my website. Any other queries, questions, anything like that, you can contact me on Please Hold for Insta. And also, I'm getting more active on Facebook and Twitter, so send me a message wherever you like. And that's it. Bye, folks. <laughs>